Yo, what's going on, world? Welcome back to the Big Mouth Podcast. I am your esteemed host, the well-known unknown Troy Bailey. Uh, this afternoon, man, I'm so I'm so happy to see this brother. I got another guest on, and man, I I it, like I meet people over the year just as an adult. I've met people over the years that I you know. I wasn't sure if I was going to really have too many new friends that would kind of turn into family after a certain age. But, you know, this brother, he 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 definitely proved me wrong. And and I met him when we was uh, we was we was, you know, one of the few black students at Sac State. And we was both we both just kind of connected through destiny, through fate, through whatever, whatever the case may be. And um. We just hit it off. He had his own little thing going. I had my thing going. We combined it. We collaborated. I introduced him to some people. He introduced me to a lot of people. And, um, you know, I'm a Sacramento native and he's he's a Bay Area kid. He's from he's from Oakland. And so we we just collaborated. And it was just it just it just felt right. And so over the years, we we connected like, man, this had to have been like maybe man, probably close to 10 years ago, it's safe to say, when we first met, and, um, and now we, you know, we're kind of here, he's a father as well, he's a husband, he's a provider, and, um, he's also a teacher, he's an educator, he's a, he's a, he's a real stand-up dude, and man, I'm, I'm so glad to see him, I'm so glad to hear from him, how you been, bro? I've been cool, man. You been good, been man? Cool. Yep, it's been a, um, it's been a blessing. I think that was a, that was a. Um, this is my brother Elijah, y'all. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it was a. Um, it definitely was a blessing. You know what I'm saying? To be up at the same on the same campus on the same, the same um, battleground. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, together. So, uh, all in all, you know, I've been I've been good. You know, just adapting you know what i'm saying and adapting mm-hmm. to the changes that come with you know fatherhood and you know what i'm saying getting married and you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying continuing on a, um on a business path mm-hmm. uh, it's been good it's definitely you know it's definitely not without growing pains but mm-hmm. you know as long as the growth is present you know what i'm saying we're doing the right thing so yeah um it's been it's been all good it's been all good man life is good um you know learning can be challenging but learning is you know what i'm saying learning is good too and um i think it's all it's all you know the ingredients you know what i'm saying for um you know for the for the for the win absolutely man um what was the i mean you had a brand too what kind of like sold me on what what you were what you was about and what you had going on was a uh, i mean just on the top of just your your intellect and all um did did you had you had a brand that really just kind of sold me. Yeah, um, one of the things that sold me. You want to talk about society? COS. So, Creation Society is an information platform mm-hmm. that educates the public about the evolution of sickle cell using art, education, and entrepreneurship and agriculture. So mm-hmm. we've been able to tie in, um, you know, these four intersections until Creation Society, and it wasn't initially started like that. Uh, the beginning of Christian society was more of a of a philosophy that we use art entrepreneurship to convey um you know to the public to our you know to our peers 
um, to professors, and you know, something that started on a college campus, really, that really started to manifest and take shape on a college campus. But the idea of Christian society and COS, of course, it started well, you know, before, um, you know, before I, before I reached college. So, mm -hmm. you know, growing up in East Oakland, you know, the idea of Christian society is more so that, you know, I had taken into consideration how my journey and my outlook on life was very much um, shaped by my environment. You know, mm -hmm. I grew up on 61st and MacArthur, you know, a few blocks from the graveyard, you know, from the cemetery in which a lot of um, Jim Jones followers were buried at, a lot of Hell's Angels buried at. I got family buried over there. And I also stayed a few blocks from Mills College, you know, which is a, a college for higher education. Uh, at that point in time, when I was growing up out there, it was, it was specifically serving, you know, uh, women in the community, you know, trying to, you know, uh, get higher education or whatnot. So, mm. you know, growing up having these two polarities, you know, uh, me being right in between these two polarities, right, you know, at an institution of higher learning and then at the graveyard, it kind of gave me a, a, a idea or, you know, gave me um, a choice, you know, either you're going to, you know, develop yourself, you know, in, in an educational way or develop your intellect, you know, develop your, um, you know, yourself. You know, or you'll end up in a graveyard. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that is a creation of society. Because what it allowed me to see is just, you know, the opportunities and the options that somebody has in their environment, in their immediate environment, really shape, you know, the characteristics and the personality and the aspirations of this person. Good. So, a lot of the times when we're coming up, we're thinking to ourselves, like, all right, I'm black. You know, quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a male. You know, and I'm and I'm in the hood. So, you know, I got a few options as far as how I'm gonna get out of here. You know, mm -hmm. either I'm gonna be a either I'm gonna be a professional athlete. You know, I'm a I'm gonna be a rapper. You know, mm -hmm. or I'm gonna sell dope. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of cases, those are the options. No matter what your <clears throat> no matter what your orientation is, uh, whether it be your family or your economic orientation, if you in the hood. Those are the options that are going to be most prevalent to you. That's what you're going to get the most support for. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to play sports, you're going to have, it's going to, every, at every park you go to, it's going to be somebody out there playing sports. Mm -hmm. If you want to sell dope, it's going to be a pusher on every corner, you know what I'm saying, willing to, you know what I'm saying, willing to, you know, get you started, you know what I'm saying, or front you something. Mm -hmm. And if you want to rap, you know what I'm saying, it's going to be, you know, you're going to have all these different um studios or partners at the house you know what i'm saying trying to get the studio equipment so these are just the options and opportunities that are available you know what i'm saying i think that 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 definitely shape um not just myself but just our community you know what i'm saying in general and so that was the creation society aspect of it is just more or less understanding you know what i'm saying the, the foundation for that concept of product of my environment mm. you know and knowing that um, you know, once I once I was able to move out of the environment physically, I still had a lot of the debris, um, you know, still very much imposed on my mind, you know, even once I had physically left, you know what I'm saying, I was mentally still present, you know what I'm saying, in East Oakland, you know what I'm saying, in the mm -hmm. 60s, you know what I'm saying, still down the street from the graveyard, you know what I'm saying, up the street from the college, you know what I'm saying, still being able to see those experiences, you know what I'm saying, and those, and those interactions that I that I had. You know what I'm saying? While they're still very much, you know, playing out in my mind. So by the time I got to college um, at Sac State, you know what I'm saying, when I got a chance to meet the good brother Troy, you know, we was mm -hmm. both sociology majors, which is really just the study of racism, white supremacy, and how it impacts, 
you know, indigenous people. Mm -hmm. So us being able to look at that information and really be able to dissect, you know, what it was that we went through, why we went through it, why poverty is engineered, you know, why is it that we're in these particular, you know, situations and, you know, why do we have encounters with police differently than, you know, other races and, you know, why is it that the police are, you know, here to protect and preserve, but we don't never feel safe around them. Mm. You know, it allowed for us just to be able to look at situations, you know, from a from an academic standpoint and kind of remove some of the emotion out of it to really be able to understand it for what it is, which is the system of racism and white supremacy. So, mm. you know, um, that added a little more volume to what it was that I was experiencing as a creation society, which brought on this next aspect of COS, which was conscious itself. Mm. And so being able to have this point in time in which I was able to just study and kind of just be away from a lot of the um, the interactions that I would be having, you know what I'm saying, if I was in the hood, uh, you know, just smack down, you know, on ground zero or whatnot, I was able to develop a different, um, you know, a different taste or even some different aspirations for where I wanted to see myself or what, you know, how I did see myself, mm. you know, whether it was being a leader on campus or you know, offering different, you know, community service opportunities for myself and my peers and, you know what I'm saying, connecting, you know, um, you know, people or put, helping put people in positions in which they can thrive and develop themselves in. I was able to see myself more conscious, you know what I'm saying, than unconscious. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times I think about the behaviors that we do pick up, you know, while, you know, while in the streets, it's never really, it's never really conscious behavior. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You have to dim your light to carry out a lot of those assignments mm -hmm. and a lot of those tasks. You know what I'm saying? You have to really be unconscious, you know what I'm saying, to do them. So, mm -hmm. you know, the conscious and self aspect was me really being able to tap into my legacy, be able to tap into my ancestral legacy, of course, and also be able to tap into a deeper aspect into my own spirituality that wasn't really religion based, but it was more, you know, knowledge of self, you know, learning about myself, you know, and, and and my ancestors and, and our, our contributions to the development of um, ancient, you know, ancient world and how that corresponded with the Western world, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then that led on to the next COS, which was um, create our society, because I believe once we become conscious of self, once we, you know, once our life turns on, we really have a social, you know, obligation to create the society that we see resonates with our vibration, you know, um, you know, most accordingly because we yeah. can't really go back into old situations acting as if we're not conscious of you know what i'm saying right. certain aspects of ourselves and you know that we don't have that knowledge now you know what i'm saying so it's really no reason and it's really you can't really dim your light you know what i'm saying you have to go into these situations into these societies and these environments and you got to really shine and you have to bring that information um, into these different environments because you know conscious itself is really being able to understand that you know, we are gods and mm. based on us being gods, we are projecting a reality. We're projecting a reality of circumstances into our environment that is really, um, is really showing us that these circumstances that we're in are not, um, they're not so much creating us, but we are creating, creating these circumstances Absolutely. based on our thinking Right. Based on our thought process, based on our, our mental state. Right. So with that being said, the create the create our society aspect of it is, okay, well what new set of circumstances are you gonna create now 
with your thought process being at a higher level yeah. because you are conscious of who you are right. and you know who you are. Like I went through kindergarten through 12th grade, three years of junior college before I knew who Mansa Musa was. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. that information was deliberately withheld because it could have shaped my mentality differently if I would have knew that the richest man to ever live was a black man, a black man from West Africa. You know what's interesting about that, about Mansa Musa? I actually heard somebody name drop him when I was in high school. Believe it or not, I, I heard somebody, it was one of the few black instructors uh, at Sheldon High School. Mm-hmm. And all I, I just remember that name, and I, but I don't remember... Them going into detail. Exactly, yeah, because it was it was a history course. Yeah, and I just was like, wait a minute, who? And it, they, I don't know. It was weird. Like nobody, I, nothing in my brain said I wanted to know more about that. It was just like, wow, that's an interesting name. I just remember the name was interesting, mm-hmm. and that was it. And then you know, just and then yeah, like you said, it wasn't until college when I when somebody really dive opened, deeper into it. Yeah, to be able to know. Yeah, and it's like a, you know, a lot of people you know don't have that information, so. And that information can shape a culture. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? If you got, yeah. if you got, you know, um, thirty Aboriginal Indigenous children in the room, and you talk to them about, you know, the um, who is considered to be the black man, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, or the original man being the wealthiest man to ever live, well, they're gonna say, well, what was he doing? Right. I'll tell you one thing: he wasn't gangbanging. No. No. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't Pushing pouring dope. no he wasn't pouring no um promethazine in his cup. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He wasn't you know what I'm saying? So these are the things that you know that we could shape mentalities around. You know, having this type of information. Right. So, you know, that's what creates society or COS, you know, is founded in as far as um how it is that we use this um this philosophy to be able to reach a, a level of understanding in which that we could be a beacon of light, not just as an individual, but as a collective, mm-hmm. you know, taking um, our knowledge and being able to use it as a gift to be able to do some good. And I would like to believe that, you know, the information that I have, um, or, you know, the knowledge that I have, you know what I'm saying, struggled to get, you know, that I have, you know what I'm saying, that I have used it in a way that, um, you know, that sheds light, you yeah. know what I'm saying, and that could be helpful for people who may be struggling through the darkness of their own time, yeah. you know what I'm saying, to know that they can do it because I wasn't always, you know what I'm saying, who I am today. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. I went through a lot of, you know, adversity and challenges and fist fights and, you know what I'm saying, and yeah. bloody knuckles and bloody noses and, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and um, a lot of issues, you know what I'm saying? Just really trying to struggle to get the knowledge, but having to get the knowledge through experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, so I can get the knowledge through, you know what I'm saying, study. Right. You see what I'm saying? I still got to experience what I have to experience, but it may not be at the same, you know what I'm saying, um, level, you know what I'm saying, that I had to do it as a youth. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if I can use the information and knowledge that I have to make a young person's, you know what I'm saying, or even an old person's experience, you know what I'm saying, be less traumatic, you know what I'm saying? That's how we utilize the information. But, you know, the, the clothing line aspect of creation society was that art and entrepreneurship. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? How is it that we can use art as a way to, to develop entrepreneurship? You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the times when people do art, you know what I'm saying? They might just do it just, 
just because or they need to draw a picture, but it's like you can draw this picture, but you're really good at this. Right. You can actually sell this and turn this into something. So How can you monetize that? Exactly. Right. So we use that we use that model or started developing that model while in college, um, was the art entrepreneurship. And then so upon graduating, still continuing to do and develop that brand, um, you know, it moved into this education agriculture. What brings us to that Think Moringa campaign? Mm-hmm. You know and that's saying? and that's where I wanted to get into. So, Think Moringa. I think in order for I think people to really understand that piece, what is the backstory behind Think Moringa? So, the Think Moringa. I was in I was in Oakland one day, mm-hmm. and a brother from Ethiopia had given me a moringa seed. Mm-hmm. He didn't know nothing about me. I didn't know much about him. Mm-hmm. But for some reason. The forces of nature and cosmic, you know what I'm saying, timing. Yeah. Kind of like how you and I connected. In exactly. Yeah. The timing of this situation was this brother had a pocket full of Moringa seeds. He gave me a couple of Moringa seeds and said, man, look up, look this up. Yeah. I took one, I ate it, and I had never experienced the feeling of what that seed was, what was happening. I mm. thought bro had slipped me a Mickey. Oh shit! You see what I'm saying? <laughs> but then I looked at it and I'm like, "Damn! Like this is what this seed." Did. But what was happening was when I had been all moringa seeds have an oil in it. It's mm-hmm. called ben oil. It's an imperishable oil. Ben oil. Yes, yeah, very expensive. You know what I'm saying? If you can okay. get, if you can get a whole bunch of moringa seeds and crush them down and get the oil out of it, man, I'm talking about them things sell for a lot of money. So how did you feel? Okay, you said you felt like. He slipped you a Mickey. Yeah. So does that mean you felt good or you felt bad? Like, what did you... I was curious. I've never been... I was curious about the feeling. Okay. Because I, you know, say, for instance, um, you got a... You're eating a... um, a, What's your favorite fruit? Favorite fruit? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be stereotypical. I'm going to say watermelon. So say somebody (laughs) gave you a handful of watermelon seeds. Okay. and And you never tasted watermelon before. Mm-hmm. And he started chewing those watermelon seeds. It would feel like something that you had never experienced before. Not because you wasn't eating the watermelon, but the seeds don't taste like the watermelon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So when mean. I ate the seed, the seed didn't really taste like a moringa leaf. Okay. It tasted like something that I had never tasted before. So mm. I didn't know the brother. So when he, when I ate it, I'm eating it off of me trusting that this is a righteous moment. Right, right. But when I had ate it, I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is this? But that happened whenever I give it to somebody now. Right, right, right. They eat the right. seed, they be like, what is this? Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, that's just my same experience I have, bro. Yeah, yeah. Don't okay. trip. You know what I'm saying? So, um, How long did it last? Man, it was brief. Maybe lasted about three minutes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I started drinking some water after that. Was you freaking and, out? Was you having No, a... I wasn't freaking out because I didn't have time to freak out. I had to <laughs> process the situation because, mm-hmm. like I was saying, like, I'm, a, I'm around... You know what I'm saying? A brother that I had never really met before, mm. but who's having such a righteous conversation. Yeah. I knew that, okay, well, this is this is not nothing that's going to throw me off. Right. But it was just something that, you know, me being in the town, I'm like, immediately I'm thinking like, damn, you trying to swim, 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 you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so I had to bypass that and then really be able to find the value in that situation. So yeah. um, the brother said, man, go do, some, do, go do some research on it, man. Do some studying on that. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, of course, I get back to the lab. You know what I'm saying? I, I still have one more, you know what I'm saying, one more with me. Mm. And um, I started germinating that seed. And so, you know, went through the whole germination process. And the rest is real, really history. Mm. Once I seen that, you know what I'm saying, seen that root come out. 
and that sprout come out, I'm like, oh, I instantly started studying that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that kind of shifted my whole perception into a more agricultural, botanist, you know what I'm saying, scientific, you know what I'm saying, approach to how could we utilize this plant? Right. You know what I'm saying, for ourselves. Right. And then so when I'm looking into it, I'm finding like this is one of the most iron rich, you know what I'm saying, plants on earth. A lot of iron is in it. A lot of iron. Hmm. So I make the connection between sickle cell, anemia, mm-hmm. and plant nutrition. So mm. it's nothing new under the sun, mm. but at the same time, that brother didn't know nothing about my, me or my family, you know what I'm saying, as far mm. as, you know, how, you know, our sickle cell journey, right? what it is and how to, you know, what type of situation, but he ended up having the Moringa. Right, right. And so when I studied it and I'm like, okay, well, this is something that we're going to utilize as a staple food right. because Moringa grows abundantly in Africa, right? Sure. So my idea is thinking like, okay, well, if we would have never went through a process in which we, which we was kidnapped, mm-hmm, we became prisoners of war, mm-hmm. chances are we'll be eating this every day anyway. And be prospering. And we'll be prospering. So yeah. when I look at anemia, I understand anemia as a nutritional deficiency. Right. So when somebody says sickle cell anemia, sickle cell was actually a cure for malaria. Was it really? It was. So sickle cell didn't start off as a disease. So if somebody has sickle cell, that means that the body develop a natural immunity to defend itself from malaria in which the blood cells turn into a sickle shape to cut off oxygen to the malaria larvae that entered into the body. Western wow. medicine keeps that away. Wow. Western medicine keeps that conversation out of the way because it will make people look at their DNA differently. You see wow. what I'm saying? So if, if, if you say, okay, well, you know, you got sickle cell anemia. You got to come to the hospital, get these transfusions. You need to be on these pharmaceuticals and potentially you might have to go through a couple of surgeries. But if they tell you you got sickle cell and say that was a cure for malaria, you might be like, hold on, man. Yeah. You telling me I'm a mutant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You telling me when, when millions of people was dying, yeah. I wasn't you dying wasn't because dying. my body was, hold on, I might not really need your help like that. Well, why is it that black? Well, so what is, because we're black people, we're the ones that typically get sickle cell anemia. What the is, mutants, bro. We're mutants. We're mutants. Okay. So the thing about that is, malaria was a plague. Now, I know. I know I, the yeah, mosquitoes, yeah. more people died in World War One from malaria than actual gun battles. Really? You see what I'm saying? So, excuse me, if Mother Nature is a living organism, yeah. she could say, man, I'm finna send out 15 billion mosquitoes. Go it's, hit whoever. It's a wrap. It's yeah. a wrap. It's a wrap. It's, it's, the only no people who gonna survive is the ones who got sickle cell. There's no need for war. There's no need and for war. war because the, 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 who you own, the planet you own, is the real gangster. The man, planet you own, that's who, that's who sending the hurricanes. That's, you that's who sending lie. the earthquakes. Yeah. That's who sending the thunderstorms. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So the thing that you're doing on here on the planet, you know what I'm saying? That's just a virus. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just yeah. a brief virus. You know what I'm saying? Racism, white supremacy on the planet has been a brief virus. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And then we use that lens to understand ourselves. Mm. That's where we fall victim. Right. When you use their understanding to describe yourself. Right. You see what I'm saying? So when I took the whole idea of sickle cell and spun it, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, we might not need all that other stuff. We might just need to have a a nutrition plan that's rich in iron. And that's moringa. To suppress the anemia. Mm. 
We get rid of that anemia, then all you got is sickle cell. You don't have anemia no more. Because you're not iron yeah. deficient. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, one of the things that I found out, soy. Mm-hmm. Soy is in 96% of processed foods inside the grocery stores. If yeah. you go look, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soy inhibits iron absorption. So, who does that hurt more than anybody? The sickle cell community. So if you shopping inside of a grocery store and you don't know that iron is preventing your body from absorb, I mean that soy is preventing your body from absorbing iron, then you buying pop tarts, you getting Captain Crunch, you getting all these props that processed sugary, and it's all it's doing is hurting. Yeah, which we kind of knew. I feel like we knew that it was just why weren't we changing it for years? That's what I'm saying. But you can go into the grocery store and they got a Hispanic food section. You can go in the grocery mm-hmm. store. They got an Asian food section. Yeah. That's not based on medical needs. Mm-hmm. That's just based on your your taste and your culture. Right. So why is it that we don't have, we can't go into a grocery store and they have a sickle cell based <laughs> on your medical needs and they don't have nothing in there that's not iron rich? Do you think that it's because the, the medical the medical industry is just not? I mean, there's a lot of you know, there's a new generation of people in the medical industry right they now. Got the, they got the, they got the they got it on the, they got it in a chokehold, and it's not even it's not even them. It's not the doctors. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because the yeah, doctors yeah. don't know. Is it just the structure? The structure, it's the structure, it's the structure. Yeah. So you talk about from the from the World Health Organization down. Yeah. Who came up with the name World Health Organization, and who are they trying to influence? The entire world. Mm-hmm. They wanted to be able to create policies that came out of the World Health Organization. That when they heard, well, the World Health Organization says, yeah, 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 yeah. they'll take it into a bigger right because well, it's title. the World Health Organization. Cause it's they, a, cause it's a title. They must know something. They must know something. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But yeah. when you look into the fact that HIV has a United States patent associated with it. It does. You see what I'm saying? It so does. who who deemed that? Hmm. Was that also the World Health Organization? Hmm. So we gotta be able to look at the narratives right. in which who's controlling those narratives. Right. Because if it's a community of if it's a community of Europeans who are saying this is what sickle cell anemia is, and then on top of that, they're saying Sickle cell anemia affects a black community predominantly. And as a group of European doctors and scientists, we're going to take this information to study this group of Africans and we're going to deal with their DNA. Sure. We're going to offer them a cure. There's never been a time in human history in which you've done that for us. Hmm. Human history has shown that you've done the exact opposite. Whether it's been Africans, Native Americans, Japanese, Chinese, Vietnam, Korea, yeah. Afghanistan, yeah. Iraq. You've always showed yourself to be somebody who is going to say, I'm going to come help you. I'm going to give you democracy. Right. I'm going to give you some blankets. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give you welfare. Right. I'm going to give you affirmative action. And mm. you never served to be beneficial. Hmm. So if if you want to look at our DNA now, and you know, these people are trying to study the genotype. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They're trying yeah. to do the whole, you know what I'm saying, the whole little thing. Right. I, they just had a recent, um, on 60 Minutes, they said, okay, well, we might have a cure for sickle cell, right? But how they present the information, if you don't know the sickle cell is already a cure. Right. The sickle cell itself is, is a cure. Is a cure. Right. The anemia is what they don't. The anemia is a uh, nutritional deficiency. Right. That means right. your body is not absorbing iron. You see what I'm saying? Because your hemoglobin, you see what I'm saying, has, has taken a, a, a malformation. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Which is not... Which is means that the, the oxygen inside of it is not holding... It's not holding on to oxygen at the same capacity that a normal hemoglobin or red blood cell would but that could be the food that you eat you said something 
a few minutes ago just about black people being mutants. Mutants, bro. Do you think that just saying something like that can extrapolate what racism is? Like, does that does, is yep. that the answer? Yep. Is that why racism still exists? Yep. Because you gotta understand, yeah. bro. Racism is is a is genetic survival. So people, yeah. so for racism yeah. to be designed, it's being designed for a certain group of people to survive around a dominant gene. You see what I'm mm. saying? So it's just like Malcolm X said. He said, "Man, if you got if you got some if you got some um, if you got a, a cup of black coffee and it's too strong for you to drink." What you put gonna some, do? Put some cream or some, some sugar in it. it. Yep. You gonna try yep. to dilute it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stopped putting anything in my coffee now. I just so we on a black planet, bro. Mm. You see what I'm saying? It's been diluted. Over We're on years. a black planet in which Europeans take up less than eight percent of the global population, but yeah. they have made other groups believe, specifically dark. Wait, how much? Say it again. How much? Less than eight percent. Europeans really. Man, you gotta look it up, bro. I gotta look it up, bro. They're the yeah. smallest population. I knew population. it was small, but they I didn't know. They are the smallest population on the entire planet. Wow. But they have entered into a belief system in which other people call themselves the minority. Mm. And we've you know never what a minority, been minority is? A minority is a minor, a minor. Of thinking, which means that you cannot be in a global court and have the capacity, you see what I'm saying, to make decisions for yourself. Right. Which means that you are in a perpetual state of arrested development. Yeah, yeah, so you say yeah, I'm yeah. a min- I'm a minority. Right. That's all it means. Is you're in a arrested state of development. Yeah, yeah, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Because even if you were the small population, you could still consider yourself to be sovereign. See, I always knew that the population of Europeans was small. I had no idea it was below ten percent. It's below eight percent. And not only is it below eight percent, but their birth rate is below zero. Which means they're not even reproducing enough. Because they're intermingling with other races. Because they're having, yeah, that. But then they're having miscarriages and abortions and that all too. these other issues. That and, too. You know, the birth, you know what I'm saying? They're not able to do it, bro, because the planet is rising in frequency. The vibration of the planet is, is, is rising, right? Mm-hmm. So if we had something in the room right now, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just, and we put it on the ground and it started vibrating. Right. Would it start getting hot or would it start getting cold? It would get hot. Exactly. Mm. So with the vibration of the planet rising, what's happening in Antarctica? The ice caps is melting. Ice caps are melting. What's happening on the planet? The mm. planet's heating up. It's heating up, yeah. So the planet is rising in vibration in which the Europeans can't be here no more because they were a virus of the past. Wow. So they can't be here in the future. Yeah. The vibration of the planet is rising to take a virus off of it. So are you it's, saying that are you saying that what's happening right now as far as all the natural disasters, it's the planet that's that's basically pushing shaking out shaking shit off of it. Mm. And you think it's the Europeans? Because the planet is a living organism. Mm. The Europeans have created a system of a business model that has been the most disastrous business model the planet has ever experienced, and only been doing it for two hundred years. Mm. Look at yeah. the Industrial Revolution, bro. Look at yeah. all that shit in the ozone layer, the yeah, shit in the yeah, ocean, yeah, the yeah. deforestation of rainforest. Yeah. Rainforest produce oxygen. Yeah. That's where we get our medicines from. And look how, look how, yeah, and the the deforestation is 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 that's a big deal right now. All look over the, the world. Fish in the water. Yeah. Motherfucker got three eyes and shit in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got yeah. yeah. The European business model yeah. has been the most destructive situation right. that the planet has ever experienced, bro. And it's only been doing it for two hundred years. Now, when you talk about your, I mean, you know, elephant in the room, basically, are we just talking about white people? 
we talk about the European. I mean, yes, right. Mm-hmm. So we talk about we talking about the, the, the white American, mm-hmm. white European. You see what I'm saying? All of that. Right. We just talk about blonde hair, blue eyes. Right. Now, here's here's my perspective in that because I recently had I recently did a a, a podcast with uh, and I was, we were kind of talking about it before I started recording with a brother, a friend of mine. Uh, I grew up with, he was, you know, originally from Oak Park, and the part I didn't tell you is that he's a Trump supporter. Yeah. So, what scares me about if if what you're saying is true, and I'm not saying that it isn't true, yeah. I, I, based off of what you said, I ain't never yeah. known you to be a liar for as long I as I've known you. All I'm saying is like, well, is there another part to it to where the, the like, we have... Maybe, okay, so if what you're saying is true, then I guess it's true that maybe there are, and there are, he's not the only black Trump supporter. There's a lot of us that's kind of, a lot of black people that have fed into that European business one, but maybe they don't know. They don't know. You got to listen to those up, but anyway. I can't knock him for his ignorance. Well, exactly, and that's what, if, I think there's some people that kind of got at me. people who might support Trump, they might be supporting him from a economic business standpoint. exactly which and they say well he's a businessman right right if i could sit down and i could do some business with donald trump i would win in the business world sure that's the idea sure that allows them to be saying i'm gonna support him maybe he might give me a tax break but i like how you just said that you said you can't blame someone for their ignorance it's like okay what do we do to i'm not supp- your ignorance is gonna destroy you exactly it ain't gonna destroy me. you know what i'm saying right exactly. i ain't gonna yeah. be close enough to you for your ignorance to destroy me right you see what i'm saying that's 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 my philosophy right right Needless to say, if you support Trump as a black person, yeah. you got to understand who Trump is. Yeah, and that's the part. You don't understand who he is. Yeah. Trump is the Grand Wizard. You yeah, he's, the he's a Grand Wizard. Is? Yeah, the, 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 the hierarchy of the Ku Klux Klan. So he's in a position. So I am not saying that if somebody was diplomatic, right? If you're the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, I don't know how they think or how they operate. But I know Marcus Garvey sat down with the Grand Wizard at one point in time. I know, yeah. I and his whole too. idea was, like, we're not trying to, we're not trying to be in your society. Yeah. We're not trying to be with your women. Right. I support segregation. You stay over there, we stay over here. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So, for, to develop, and we already know what the end goal of Marcus Garvey was. Yeah, The FBI had everybody. certain black people implement, right. you know what I'm saying, or infiltrate his organization to spy on him. Right. You know, create a whole bunch of false allegations, you know right. what I'm saying, hate on him, which W. Du Bois was a part of that, you know what I'm saying, right. as well. Right. You know what I'm saying, creating propaganda that was anti, you know what I'm saying, go back to Africa. Sure. And W. Du Bois ended up dying in Ghana, you know what I'm yeah, saying, yeah, so yeah. why he didn't support Marcus Garvey, I never know. <laughs> but the end result was is that he got caught up on some fraud charges for 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 mail for mail fraud, and he got deported back to Jamaica. But how would any how did anybody even find out that he was doing mail fraud if not infiltrated? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that could have been somebody who was a Ku Klux Klan supporter, which the FBI being a byproduct, you know what I'm saying, other Ku Klux Klan yeah. that they created a, a social a social paradigm in which they were going to hire black people into the FBI to go spy on Marcus Garvey, who had a a black agenda to be able to create a nation of black people who were depending on, depending on their sales, you know, primarily. Mm. So somebody say I'm a Trump supporter. You're not going to be inside of my business model, mm-hmm. looking at my books, mm-hmm. studying my movements. Even if they're black. Even if they're black, because I've already seen that. that You've seen that before. Right. I've seen that. I've seen that mishandling of information take place to bring down leaders in the past. 
So you think W if W E Du Bois was 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 alive in this in this era, would he be? You think that he'd be a Trump supporter? No, I don't think so. Okay. I personally don't think so. Okay. But I know he had issues with some with Garvey, and I know that divide and conquer. Sure. So being able to take prominent figures and get them to fight amongst each other mm-hmm. so that you can have one group who supports him and one group who supports him, right. but they can't come together because the both of their leaders, it's just Biggie and Pac. East Coast versus West Coast. I don't want to, I don't want to get, because I, I, I want us to get back to Moringa, but since we're kind of on this subject, do you think on a personal level, maybe not even on a personal level, just on a business economic level, do you think that Trump is the downfall of the Western civilization? Because no. I don't either. He's, I, I, the, he's I, the icing on the cake. Of the downfall? Yeah, he's the cherry on the top. He he didn't. So there's a, okay. I agree with that. Yeah, everything yeah. that has led up to this point. Because there's so much other bullshit. When I hear people talk, they flip out over Trump's doing this, that, and the I other. Mean, it's he, like, do we not see this coming though? Like, yeah, he, I mean, he says what's on his mind, and right. he does what he wants. Right. He's doing exactly what every other white man before him, who's been in a position of power, has done. So. That's what I mean. With that being said, we don't want to spend too much time on that. Right, right, right. Ghana has a Moringa Institute. Okay. And once they grow moringa abundantly, I was under the pretext that I had to go to Africa to experience moringa being cultivated at that level. Sure. Recently, took a trip down to um, to um, um, South um, Southern California. Okay. And got to meet up with a family down there. You know what I'm saying? Have Good. you been to Africa yet? No, I haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, we gotta get out there. Bro. Yeah, we definitely do. Yeah. And they grow moringa. I'm talking about over six thousand trees. In Southern California. Southern California. Went down there, got a chance to build with the farmers and just, you know what I'm saying, just, you know, find some mutual mutuality between us. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, they showed us so much love, you know what yeah. I'm saying, so much appreciation. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, like, we can build from right here. You know we what could, I'm saying? Like, yeah. Um, and then, you know, we, you know, still go to Africa, but go to Africa under different circumstances. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? But my thinking is like, okay, well, if I could come up with, give or take you know, half a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? This might be a half a million dollar project right. in which I can tell the farmers, you don't have to go to no farmer's markets no more. You don't got to sell to no other companies no more. Mm. Everything that you produce here, we're going to buy all of it. You mm. see what I'm saying? We're going to create a system in which the sickle cell community can depend on, you see what I'm saying, as far as nutritional plans yeah. that they don't have to be overwhelmingly dependent on the same institutions that provided us with the Tuskegee experiments. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Hmm. We all know the, how that turned out. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. the farmers are the doctors. Yeah. They always have been. Yeah. When you think about Hippocrates being the father of Western medicine, yeah. every doctor who get they, you know what I'm saying, who get their license, they got to take an oath to Hippocrates. Before they can even practice medicine. Hypocrisy. You're talking about, oh, um, um. The Hippocratic Oath. Gotcha. Okay. So he studied under, he studied up under Imhotep, which was an African genius. Imhotep, yep. Imhotep. You see what I'm saying? So that whole process was basically, he was a student of African genius. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So him being the father of Western medicine really means Imhotep is the father of Western medicine. Sure. You see what I'm saying? Sure. And he didn't deal with pharmaceuticals. He ain't deal with chemotherapy. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, Hippocrates said, let the food be the medicine and the medicine be the food. Well, if the medicine is the food and the food is the medicine, that means Moringa and the Moringa family 
You see what I'm saying? These plants have a higher priority in health and nutrition. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we got to take that same idea and we got to take that same energy in which we go into preserving and making available these type of Moringa foods for the sickle cell community. We got to take that same energy and that same tenacity into preserving the rainforest for the global community. Yeah. Because that's where all the medicines come from. Sure. That's where all the plants are at. You know what I'm saying? That's really that's really Mother Earth's medicine cabinet. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So if you go in there for, with a logging company and you just tear down the rainforest to to, to make a, a cabin, it's retarded. <laughs> right. You see what I'm saying? So right. but we have been, you know, in a position in which we sat back empathetic. Right. And allowed this, you know, for generations. Because we thought that was what needed we that's, that thinking. was necessary, yeah. We didn't. We weren't thinking. Right, right. We didn't think. Right. If they, if we thought it was necessary, it's because somebody told us it was necessary. Right. We never thought about it. Right, right, right. You see what I'm saying? So, moringa, right? Yeah. Moringa is also a natural detox. So, in, in civilizations, rural populations, in which water purification isn't widely available, they use these moringa seeds. And they crush them down and turn it into a kaiguin. And what this does is it pulls all the impurities of that in the water, whether it's sitting water, well water, this, that, or the third, what type of water, unclean water. It pulls all the impurities out of the water and allows for, whether it be like a t-shirt or some type of cloth to go over the top of the water, mm-hmm. you can pour it out. All that, the oil that was in, that was in those seeds purifies all of that water and everything that was heavy that was undrinkable, went to the bottom of it. So it allowed for you to pour clean water and drink clean water. It purifies sitting water, which means mm-hmm. that if we utilize this plant as a staple food, or if we even utilize the seeds as a staple food, mm-hmm. it can have that same impact on our bodies because our bodies are 85% water. Sure. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. another reason why we utilize the Moringa, uh, also the Moringa oil, we utilize it in toothpaste. So we're responsible for distributing 100% fluoride free because fluoride, nobody is nobody has a, a fluoride deficient because fluoride isn't a nutrient. But if we look on the back of some of our toothpaste, it has a warning on the back of it that says, keep out of reach of children six years or younger. And if they swallow more than necessary, please call poison control. Why are they saying that? Because fluoride is a neurotoxin. Fluoride eventually begins to calcify your pineal gland, which sits inside of your brain, which is responsible for your spiritual development. Also, your melatonin distribution, which 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 is responsible for your immune system. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's man. why that's why doctors, we might have to stop this, bro. You you you, you giving out a lot of uh... man. It's, it's an information <laughs> crazy yeah, society is an information platform. Oh my gosh! So you look up Dr. Dean Burke, who was a PhD, worked at the Cancer Institute for thirty four years. He said, in point of fact, fluoride causes more cancer death and causes it faster than any other chemical. You see what I'm saying? So Jeez, fluoride has man. been in our water system. It's in our toothpaste. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when it becomes compounded inside the body, it causes the, the, the calcification of our pineal gland, which brings on the Parkinson's. It brings on the mm. Alzheimer's. It, it brings on, you know, the, the, the mental degradation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it causes people to be apathetic, right? right, right, right. To not care. You know what I'm saying? With a host of other things. Right. But it's in the pesticides. It's in rat yeah. poison. Yeah. Why would we put something that's in rat poison in our body? Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm. And there's a warning on the back of the toothpaste, which makes me think like, 
Why would you put something that could potentially be poisonous yeah. in your mouth? That's supposed to clean it. That's supposed to sanitize your mouth. Too. But it's but it's a poison. That's poison. That's that's odd. Yeah. Why do we drink alcohol when we know that there's an actual chemical that that is poison? Like there's poison in alcohol. Bro, I'm we, telling you, bro. There's so many things that we do that are unhealthy. Yeah. That we have to start with baby steps to move back into the right direction. But we still do it though. That's the thing. Like we've been doing it for years. Like. But then we went to educational institutions. Yeah. That were crafted and designed by the colonists. Yeah. So we yeah. never received an education. We got indoctrinated. Yeah. So that allows for us to be like, damn, why am I drinking alcohol? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. nigga, you drinking alcohol because you you trying to get drunk. Everybody else around you doing and it too. Everybody else is cool. Doing everybody it. having fun. Everybody chilling. Everybody. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But you can enlist into the army. To go blow a nigga head off when you're 18, yeah. you can't get alcohol until you're 21. Oh. Hmm. That's just the hypocrisy yeah. of democracy. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But back to the Moringa toothpaste, yeah. we put the Moringa oil in the toothpaste along with cinnamon and miswalk, olive oil, and honey. Yeah. And what we do, we distribute this toothpaste to be able to help people take these baby steps in the right direction because... The moringa not only is it a detox, but it's one of the very few fluoride cleansing herbs. So it removes fluoride mm. from the body. Mm. So with the moringa toothpaste, 100% fluoride free, you're no longer putting fluoride in your body while you're brushing your teeth, and the fluoride that still might be present is being removed through the moringa oil that's inside your body. You got it, and you have this this toothpaste. This I have this toothpaste. We do. Okay. We distribute it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We have the online store available. Yeah, I'm gonna get some. I'm yeah, get we some. have that, and we yeah. try to make it economically feasible for all groups. So sure. we do it for five dollars. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's not. It's very, it's that's not, very reasonable. It's a little very, higher than than regular toothpaste, yeah, but, but that's, it's not the one that's gonna kill you. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm I'll pay five dollars for that. Exactly. Absolutely. And so, um, we try to say we try to make this available for for for, for everyone, and our end goal is to have a million people switch over from. Using fluoride every day. Yeah. Not using fluoride every day. Right, right. Because we believe that it will help us organize better. And you know what that is, too? That that strategy is a, um, in the public service sector, we call it harm reduction. Yes. Which is basically like, you know, you're familiar with harm reduction. Yes. Those, to people out there, the put harm reduction. Put your seatbelt on. <laughs> basically. Yes. Yeah, just put your seatbelt on. Yeah, just put your seatbelt on. You can still drive your car. Just put your seatbelt on. Put your seatbelt on. Yeah. You can still, but it's, you know, even on a more extreme uh, example, maybe not as extreme. Well, no, extreme, like for drug addicts. you got to in the room when you're ironing your clothes, and you're going to leave the room, unplug the iron iron. and put it up in a high place. Right, That's harm reduction. Yeah, that's the simplest form. If you know that fluoride is a potentially cancerous chemical, don't put the shit in your mouth. Right, harm reduction. Don't swallow the shit. It's harm reduction. Harm reduction. We're experiencing cancer in this society over the last hundred years than we've ever experienced it. On planet Earth. Yeah. Well, it's like for for addiction in in that in that sense because we was talking about that before we started recording like the 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 the, 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 the magnitude of addiction in today's society and how how it's extrapolated to people being addicted to social media, people Man, being addicted yeah. to, pornography. to to pornography, to access. Yeah. Like now we have so much more access, people are addicted to it. But in the sense of addiction, like you know, one of the strategies when I would work with clients as a public service worker, you know, you tell them like, okay, instead of having two packs of cigarettes a day, let's reduce it down to a pack and a half. Mm-hmm. In two weeks, we, we break it down. We reduce it down to a pack and a quarter yeah. or another week. Now you're down to a pack. So slow. We're like you said, baby steps to can, move this out of your system. People can't deal with 
that type of change that fast. No, no, no. They well, they people can literally die from that too. Yeah. When you the heroin, people do heroin, and, they and then you stop one day. Yeah. You can you can literally die from literally that. Die. Yeah. That's because your body, happen. our bodies will become so adjusted to this chemical that's in your body when you exactly. deplete it, when you shut it off, cold turkey. Yeah, your body can go into shock. You can have a heart attack and die. Yeah. My brother used to talk about that a lot. Yeah. Like, you know why they're moving? They have an end goal to take gas prices to six dollars. Oh, I believe it. But they had to. I've seen it already. They've been doing it for for the last ten years, ten, 50, shit, twenty years. You can say slow increments. Right. To moving it up to, I seen gas at six dollars already. Where we drove from California to Virginia on Juneteenth. Yeah. We got to the edge of California, Arizona. Yeah. Gas was six dollars. You know why? Mm. Because they could do it. You of know course. why they could do it? Because there wasn't another gas station for another fifty miles. Oh, so you was so like... So the supply yeah. and demand of that situation, yeah. they exploited the need. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Of that situation. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. Why? Because they said the economy slowed down. Well, the economy slowed down because gas prices are too high and people can't move. People are choosing whether they want to spend, put $20 on their gas tank to go to work yeah. or they want to put $20 for food on their table. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I've been there before where I had to like sit back and be, you know, I had to be like, you got to play that game. Where it's like, ah, I can put $20 in my tank. Poverty man. is engineered. Yeah, man. It's violence against people. Yeah. That's what poverty is. Yeah. Because everything in the world is abundant. Sure. You know who shows us that? Our mothers show us that at birth. Right. When, they, when a mother has her child and her child is born, she gets breast milk. Sure. That breast milk comes from where? It comes from a genetic sequence that allows for this mother to have an abundant supply and the ability to feed her child. Right. What's the difference between Mother and Mother Earth? Mother Earth has an abundance of ways that they can be able to feed and take care of her children on planet Earth. Sure. But there has been a virus of an idea that has come in and has shifted the mentality of people to believe that there are scarce resources. And then people have to fight and compete against each other to get the resources. And that's not true. Right, right. It's not true. And there's so many examples there's a plethora of examples in Mother Nature that show that. Yeah. You have 1,700 wildebeests and 50 lions. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even that example is showing you that there's going to be more wildebeests right. than there are going to be lions. Right. So this supply of wildebeests should always be present. Right. You're gonna, and that's just animals. So right. why, wouldn't, why wouldn't Mother Nature take that same approach to humanity? Humanity is destroying itself. Because they have taken on this virus of a thinking that has been brought about by a very deficient and um, recessive idea on the planet. And that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a dominant gene and a recessive gene. And the recessive gene has risen to a place of authority on the planet. And it is suppressing and exploiting the dominant gene. Now how though? How did it get to that point? How did it get to the point to where the masses have been... Duped. Yeah, or by, by by the I mean that means the Europeans have always been the minority. How did that happen? You're tricked. We got, we got tricked. We got tricked, and we lost the war because we got tricked. Well, okay. When you use the example about lions and wildebeest, it's like the, the wildebeest has never been a dumb animal. It, it's been, I mean, maybe I not mean, as smart beast, as a lion, but the wildebeest is intuitive and instinct. But a great example of what we're talking about right now is the Lion King. Why yeah, does Scar yeah. trick Simba? Into that situation in which Mufasa became vulnerable to die. Hmm. It's the same scenario, bro. Yeah. Because the the story of the Lion King is an ancient African story of Asar, Aset, and Heru. That's the whole comedic 
doctrine that developed Christianity. Mm. You see what I'm saying? That's ancient. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah we were tricked. We, we lost the war. We became prisoners of war. You know what I'm saying? We might have we might have showed too much love. Yeah. And in the process of showing too much love, somebody undercut us. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But there's a difference between mankind and humanity. Yeah. And America has made that very, um, very known, right? Because hue is what? Hue is color. Right, right, right. Human, color, man of color. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Mankind yeah. is just a kind of man, but he ain't human. Right. It's a different kind. Right. So when they stepped on the, when they got on the moon, they said this is one small step for, for man, man and one huge step for mankind. mankind. He could have said human and humanity. He chose not. He said mankind and man. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that was. Yeah. But he telling you who he is. It's just do we know enough about ourselves to know that's who he is? That's pretty. That's pretty, yeah. Well, there's so many, there's so many examples. Well, I mean, just off of that moon landing thing, there's so to this And whether day, it happened or not, we don't yeah, know. We don't know. Curry said it didn't happen, and they put him in the chokehold until he said that, yeah. you know, he reneged on it. Yeah. And that's the power that the, you know what I'm saying, that's the power of the structure in which they can have somebody who believes in what he said, right. or he wouldn't have said it, yeah. speak on a major platform to be influential to all these other people yeah. and the people at the top don't agree with it. Yeah, they yeah, say yeah. your opinion is no longer valid. We pay you to shut up and play basketball. Yeah, you shouldn't yeah, have yeah. this opinion. Yeah. So go back on your opinion. They got on LeBron for that. Yeah, for go back on your... in that context. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. But a man is going to stand on his square. Sure. You see what I'm saying? So if you go back and you say, well, I didn't mean it that way. I apologize. What did they turn you into? They turned yeah. you into somebody whose development is arrested, which is a minority. Right. Just on that same topic, just I'm I'm a hundred percent on the side of I do not fucking know, as far as like the moon landing and all that, and exactly. and, and other things too. It's like I I don't fucking know. I I, and I think you know because you're you're a father, I'm a father. You know you're a husband. At the end of the day, we we kind of I think what kind of gets us away from this this conscious way of thinking is are our loved ones taken care of, and I think that's kind of where I was getting at with why. Why why haven't we done something about this for so long? Because we really at the end of the day we wanna be happy. We wanna take care of ours. We wanna be we wanna we wanna prosper in the moments that we have with our we families. We wanna have a life full of purpose. Absolutely. And if you don't have a life full of purpose, you're not gonna be happy. But what is purpose? I think that's kinda of what when we get when we have these type of conversations, these conversations have purpose to it, right? Yeah. Because it's it's supposed to lead us to you know, thoughts lead to things, right? So what what I believe purpose is for us our purpose is to separate ourselves from agents that exploit our living right mm -hmm. because that's going to be beneficial for not only you but beneficial for your children sure it's be beneficial for their children right so if there is an agency of people who get their rocks off or move forward with their agenda based on the exploitation of just the living of other people, yeah. then our purpose should be to separate ourselves from that sure. agenda and that system to establish our own, which is purposeful, which yeah. is not based on the exploitation of someone else, right? Right. Human beings are the only species that are paying rent to live on planet Earth right now. The bumblebee does not. 
The fly does not. The praying mantis does not. Sure. I put up a moringa tree in the front yard. There's praying mantises all over that tree. I haven't charged them nothing. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a nice guy. Hey, and, I, and I don't feel out of pocket for doing it. Bro. Nah, bro. You imagine me telling a praying mantis, bro, you got to go over there and, and get some soil and put some soil in the... It, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Right, right, right. Can you imagine me telling a spider it's going to cost you some money to put this web up right here? <laughs> It's spider. ridiculous. <laughs> spider like, for real? It's ridiculous, bro. And that's the same. If you look at the, the uh, cost of living now, bro, in yeah. California, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So $500,000 for a, for a home with no backyard? Mm. And they only yeah. got two bedrooms? Mm. And the bedrooms are small? Mm. It's just about the location. It's just about the location. It's the location. Come You're on, welcome bro. to California. On, the Native Americans <sighs> didn't have none of that, bro. Mm. The Native Americans didn't have no jails. The Native Americans didn't have no prostitution. Mm. The Native Americans didn't have no opioid addictions. The Native Americans didn't have litter in their oceans. The Native Americans didn't have pollutions in their skies. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So everything that we're dealing with right now is just ridiculous, bro. Mm. It's overwhelmingly insane. You know what I'm saying? That we would have, but but it's prophecy though, because we have yeah. to go through it. But oh, yeah. when, we, when we get through it, we're supposed to be more purified and more. You know what I'm saying? Powerful than we were when we went through it in the beginning because we should never have to go through this again. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But civil cell is a cure for malaria, moringa is a cure for anemia, mm. and Creation Society is an information platform that educates the public on the evolution of sickle cell through art, entrepreneurship, and agriculture. Bro, you gotta get, you gotta get a podcast going, man. Yeah. I'm just glad you have one, bro. Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. This is this is a way that um. And if you have a link for that, bro, I'm just gonna blast it. Yeah, yeah. Trust me. Oh, yeah. Trust me. Trust me. It's I'm gonna blast yeah, it, bro. This is yeah, an hour yeah. of game. Yeah, and there, but there is just an hour though. You know, imagine if you were to, if you had this a type series. of platform, a series, bro. You, you'd blow people's mind because we was talking about before recording. Like people don't necessarily have time. Not that they don't read. They just don't necessarily have the time, exactly. the luxury. Reading is a luxury. Reading man. is a luxury in this society, yeah. and it's a shame. But that's what it is because yeah. I was reading something about. Um, well, I actually was listening to an audiobook, which just puts it back into this correct context that I didn't even read this shit. <laughs> but um, um, George Jackson and Soledad, brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, he was yeah. looked at as one of the greatest writers um, in black America. Um, and you know what I'm saying? When he was incarcerated at San Quentin. Mm. And Huey P. Newton was like, man, this brother is like, he has, you know, he has captured, you know what I'm saying, the, 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 the black experience in America yeah. through his writing. He's the, he is the best writer you know what I'm saying? In the movement right now. Yeah, yeah. And his brother was experiencing seven years of solitary confinement in which he was able to develop his thinking long enough to develop a writing style that the world could appreciate. You know what I'm saying? But everybody not going to be in that solitary confinement. No. You know what I'm saying? To be able to develop that skill. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. To do what he, you know what I'm saying? What he had opportunity to do. But you know what I'm saying? It's this being Black August. You know what I'm saying? I definitely want to pay homage to, you know what I'm saying, um, George and Jonathan Jackson. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To those two brothers. You know what I'm saying? It had a huge impact on, um, you know, on the African liberation movements, um, yeah. nationwide, international. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So definitely, you know what I'm saying? This being August, you know, do something. You know what I'm saying? During Black August, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Whether it's faith, you know what I'm saying? Faith based. You know what I'm saying? Exercise based. Right. Strength based. You know what I'm saying? You know, towards you know what I'm saying? Liberation, the ultimate liberation out of this insidious system. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The fascism that we find ourselves in. You know what I'm saying? Well, bro, man. I mean, we gotta wrap this up. But how can people? How can people get a hold of you right now? You gonna get in the podcast? I'm gonna get on your helmet. Oh man, for sure. I'm um, creationsociety.com, man. So www. 
creationofsociety.com. Um, you know, and the COS is, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's the mm. cosmic, you know what I'm saying, the cosmic man. So, um, on, man. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we got the online store, we got the Moringa products available, mm. the Moringa toothpaste, the Moringa capsules. We do the Moringa capsules, one month subscription, all the way to five month subscriptions. Mm. We got the CBD oil available, and we also got the wearable art, you know what I'm saying, which is a part of our entrepreneurship aspect. So, we there's a number of ways you can support us, you know what I'm saying, um, you know, just, all you got to do is just tap in, man, you know, mm. hit the link. Right on, bro. Well, thank you for coming again, man. Much love so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Peace and hair grease. We out. Bless.